Good morning, sports fans, betters, and cappers, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Competitive Edge podcast. I am your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and thank you all for joining me here today. We've been away for a week and excited to be back. This podcast is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results from the week that was before diving into today's betting slate and capping things off with our betting card. Now, I want to give a shout out to all the guys that were on that bachelor party this past weekend. Flew out to Sun Peaks in DC, had a killer time. Still recovering, honestly. Uh, finally got my voice back uh, late last night. And so really looking forward to the episode today. Body's still recovering, but we're good to go. And so before we dive into today's episode, we got to talk about the great folks over at Bet99, which is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and EPL. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and the mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com to make an account. Use code SHOOTERS at signup, and please gamble responsibly. You must be 19-plus years of age to do so, and it is if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you. Contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. So let's recap the week that was. Uh, we got to start with the golf over the weekend because we had four golf plays there and it was a clean sweep for us for the show. John Rahm, top 10. He ends up winning the event outright at minus 107. New world number one. Um, guy's red hot right now. I don't know how you don't back him every single week until he fails. Max Homa finished second place. We had him top 20. Hovland and Morikawa for top 20 as well. They both cash. Hovland just squeaks in too at T20. So it was a nice day for us. Uh, nice event for us, I should say. But the PGA is in a really good spot. You love to see everything that happened in that event. A lot of the elite players playing in this field now. We're going to have a down week starting tomorrow for the PGA Tour because we've had all these guys play in the last number of weeks. So a little bit of a lesser field, but I think we can find some value in there. So we'll definitely deep dive tomorrow into that. You love to see Max Homa, how he cared so much to win that event as well. Really goes to show how badly these guys want it, even when you have a guy like Homa who's won a lot recently. And then you got to talk about the full swing doc as well. I watched a lot of those episodes while I was traveling. A lot of good ones. There's a couple in there that I wasn't as excited about, but I love the Joel Damon one. Thought Ian Poulter episode was killer as well. Um, highly recommend it if you want to learn more about some of these guys. Even some of the lesser guys like the Tigala and Pereira episode, then you definitely want to tune into that one. Now, college basketball was great over the weekend. Some upsets, some great games. Really love the competitiveness all around. Um and then the past couple days of plays, we got reverse swept on Monday. Wasn't our best with Duke not covering and TCU losing outright. But then last night we got back on track. Four and two day overall. Three plus money hits. We had Miami money line in college. We had Detroit money line on the ice. Napoli money line and Liverpool first goal. All were winners yesterday. A couple of losers mixed in there as well on the college basketball side. But 
we're at double digits to start the month. Got to feel really good about it. And when I say start the month, we're three weeks in. So really looking forward to the final week of February. See if we can keep it together. Come out on top and let's get into it. NBA All-Star Weekend. It was all right. Friday, I've never been a big celebrity game guy. DK Metcalf and Calvin Johnson really stole the show. Shocking the two best athletes in the game stole the show. But overall, it was okay. Alvarado, he steals the Rising Stars game. Skills Challenge was pretty meh on Saturday. Kevin Herter is who I backed for the three-point shooting contest, and he was awful, so Dame, he delivered on that front. And then Mac McClung, he had a really solid dunk contest, brought it back after a couple of tough years. We kind of see this every couple years where it's rough, and then you get a good dunk contest, and then everyone calms down for a bit. So good to see McClung win that one. And then on Sunday night, Jason Tatum took home the All-Star Game MVP. The game was pretty solid. Giannis playing hurt and then just hopping out. Um, I wish that he would have just not played at all. Um, that being said, he got injured so close to the game. I understand why they weren't able to replace him. But the All-Star Game, it's never been a major highlight for me. It's a few nice dunks, few individual performances that were all around really solid. You can tell right from the jump the guys that are going for the MVP. And Tatum was certainly one of them. So he takes home the award. Boston still tops in the Eastern Conference. And we've got a really exciting second half of the NBA season coming. And a big reason why is because we also found out in the coming days that Russ is headed to the LA Clippers. Russell Westbrook joins Kawhi Leonard and reunited with Paul George, his former OKC teammate. I think this is one of the better fits that Russ could have had. There was a lot of teams that he was rumored to go to, potentially Miami, maybe Chicago. But I think he found the best spot. And we're talking about a team that completely revamped at the deadline. And now they go ahead and add Russ. The question is, will they let him run the offense truly? How much freedom is he going to get within this team? I think if you let Russ be Russ, then, then he's a phenomenal player. But that certainly wasn't the case with the Lakers. Just a horrible fit for him. I think he's going to be fine. But they only have 25 games to figure it out. We are on the final third of the NBA season. So he's going to need to be out there developing some chemistry. If it all works, they're title contenders. If not then the Clippers could end up blowing it up this summer. So with that, let's head over and talk about today's game slate. But before we do, let's play the video. All right, so let's start with the Champions League. We've got two games on that front today. Starting with Inter Milan, minus 132, taking on FC Porto at plus 400. Now, Inter, they currently sit second in Italy. They're 15 points back of Napoli for first, but they've won six straight games in all competitions, and over that stretch, they've only given up a single goal. So this is a very solid defensive team, but they also find ways to score. On the flip side, you've got Porto, 10 straight wins in all competitions, they too have only given up a handful of goals over that stretch as well. So when I see plus money on both teams to score, I get a bit intrigued. And you might be asking me why, because you just talked about how both teams are great defensively. Because neither team has issues scoring. And I don't think that they've played the quality of opponent like they will against each other. So I really like this one to be a 1-1 finish, maybe a 2-1. But I think both teams are going to find the back of the net. I think Porto, despite the fact that they're plus 400, has the quality to go into Inter Milan and score a goal today. 
So plus 105, I think it's some great value. If you're looking to back a team, you probably look to back Inter just given that they're the home side. But outside of that, I don't really love the money line as much as a lot of other people might. On the flip side, you've got RB Leipzig. They're plus 320. They're taking on Manchester City at minus 118. Now, Leipzig, they sit fifth in Germany right now. They haven't had the best campaign, but they are coming in off two straight wins. On the Manchester City side, they're still the favorites of the competition despite being second place in England right now. For me, it just feels like a spot where Manchester City, like a lot of the other favorites within this competition, are going to jump out to a first leg victory. Leipzig had a really solid qualifying campaign. I just think that Man City, their quality is going to win out today. I don't know if it'll be my multiple goals, but I think they do pick up an away goal like they need today and that it's going to be tough for Leipzig to break them down on the other end. NHL-wise, we only have three games happening today. Uh, you've got the Jets taking on the Isles. Islanders are minus 115 for this game here today. Um, Hellebuck and Sorokin, those are the two expected goalies for this matchup. So I am interested to see. It's sitting at five and a half right now, um, and it's pretty much split down the middle. So I don't see this one particularly moving today. Um, I don't love how either team's been recently. I know that the Islanders have won six of their last 10 and that the Jets are 500. These are two teams that are competing for playoff spots. It is a bit of a toss-up for me. I would love to go back the Jets on the road today, but I don't love it enough to make it a show play. If I was to play it, it's probably down that road. Might even take the over because I'm not as crazy about Sorokin as other people, but that's kind of where I'm at with that game. When we look at the second game tonight, it is Chicago and Dallas. Minus 425 for Dallas. <laughs> I think we're going to see this a lot in the second half of the year. Some of these teams that are tanking for Bedard. Let's just face it, Chicago's not a great hockey team. Dallas, they are one of the best teams in the West. So looking like Stover tonight, he's 4-1 and one though, so he's been a lone break point for Chicago this year. But he's going up against Jake Ottinger. So at 5.5, if I buy a goal and get it up to 6, then... I maybe play the under with these two goalies going. But if you're looking at any other value outside of that, you're looking at minus one and a half is pretty juiced. Minus two and a half, you start to get into plus money. But I don't know how much people love going two goals in the NHL. So that would be my thoughts on that game. Maybe look at the Dallas minus one and a half or in regulation as potentially a parlay piece. But outside of that, not going to play it. Chicago also is on. Back to back, as far as I know, they did go to a shootout last night with Vegas, so could be worth a look just because Dallas are playing a tired team. And then to cap it off, there was a lot of line moving on this one overnight. Calgary, they were minus 185, they are now to minus 213 on bet 99. Markstrom and Vegmelka is the goaltending matchup tonight. Six and a half is where we're sitting at for this over under as well. Now, a lot of people have been fading the Flames. They are coming in off a loss to Philly. They've only won four of their last 10 games, so I can understand why. In Arizona, they are 5-1-4, one, and four, one of their better stretches over this season. But I just don't love this spot. I think a lot of people are going to back Arizona today. I'm going to play Calgary in regulation. I think that there's some value to be had there. I got it yesterday at minus 128. With that line movement, it's probably up to closer to minus 135. But I still think there's value here for Calgary to go in on the road. They're still battling for a playoff spot. They are not out of it by any stretch of the imagination. 
when you look at the standings right now, they are four points out. Well, if they pick up a, a valuable win tonight, then they are still in the hunt. A loss to Arizona like this could be detrimental to them actually getting into the playoffs. College basketball-wise, you got four ranked games tonight, five ranked teams. we got to start with the two ranked teams scored up, which is number 20 Providence and number 18 UConn. Now, UConn being minus 7.5, I can completely understand why. Providence, five of their seven losses have been on the road this year. UConn have been a wagon at home. They're 13-2 and two there. Now, I like the over in this game, and it did move overnight. It was 144.5. Now it's minus or it's 143.5. To me, I just look at two teams. They're averaging over 78 points per game. It's a rivalry game in the Big East. I just think we get a bit of a shootout tonight, and so I do like the over there. As far as points-wise, that is a lot of points to go up against a solid Providence team that can score with them. Maybe I back them to cover that line. If I can even get it moved to eight and a half by tip-off, then I would consider playing it. But at least for now, the over would be where I go with that game. Number six, Virginia. They are minus seven and a half, taking on Boston College. Was eight and a half last night. And so if this moves to six and a half for whatever reason, I'll jump on the Virginia train for sure. But Boston College... They only beat Florida State by six points, and Florida State's been a terrible team this year. Virginia coming in having won four straight games. They're 6-3 and three on the road as well, so they are pretty solid there. The thing that worries me here is that when you see a total of only 125.5, it makes it tough for me to want to back a spread because then I'm looking at, well, Boston College then can only score 55 to 60 points based off of where they have that over-under. I don't know if I like them to score that few of points here. So I'm going to stay away from the spread unless it moves down to six and a half. Then I'll consider playing the Cavaliers. You got number two, Alabama. They're minus 17 and a half taking on South Carolina today. A boatload of points for first in the SEC versus 12th. When we're talking about South Carolina, they are 10 and 17 on the year. They're a bad basketball team. They've only won two of their last 10 games, although one of them was their most recent game. So I understand why someone might think that they have the potential to cover here. But Alabama's a wagon. They're 8-2 and two on the road. They've won eight of their last 10. They're one of the top five teams in college basketball right now. And so I can't back either side here. Given that it's 17.5 points on the road in the SEC, all it takes is one bad half and Bama don't cover. In the same breath, I could see Bama winning by 40 tonight. And I wouldn't be relatively shocked with how bad South Carolina are. I'm just not going to back them, so I'm going to stay away. But it is a game to keep an eye on. Maybe if you get that line moved down to 16 and a half, I'll think about it. But definitely not right now with where it's at. Then to cap it off, you've got Tulane and number one Houston, my best team in the country. Minus 14 and a half for Houston. Again, if it gets down to 13 and a half, I play it. And it's because yesterday it was at 15 and a half. So it is kind of moving in that way. Now Tulane, they can score with the best of them. Um, it may be too many points with where it was at, at 15 and a half, but if you get it down a couple more, then you feel a lot better about it. They're also second place in the AAC, so it's a pivotal game for them. Tulane's won five straight, Houston's won seven straight. The only thing that worries me here is that the last time they played in Tulane's building, Houston won by 20. So now you're looking at a 14 and a half, and you think, well, at home they should be able to cover that. I will wait and see. I hope that it gets to 13 and a half. If not, Maybe I buy a couple points, toss it in a parlay. Maybe buy a couple with Bama as well. Hope that they both win by 15 plus. And so that's where I'm leaning tonight 
for college basketball. Now, before we head into our last call pick segment, which is sponsored by Last Mountain Distillery, we got to play the video for our six plays for today. The Last Mountain Distillery is family-owned and operated, located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Saskatchewan's first micro-distillery success lies in their commitment to producing high-quality handcrafted spirits. Their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Check out some of their great products. Always support local. And let's get into our plays for today. As I said, we got six for you. It wasn't the most loaded slate to come back to, but still a lot of value out there. Starting with that Inter Milan and Porto, both teams to score, yes, at plus 105. This is a one-unit play for us. Just really love both on the offensive side of things. I think the quality is there to break down the back lines and score. So I really love this one. Might be the best matchup of the round of 16, especially looking at how some of those other games went yesterday, including that Liverpool up 2-0, losing 5-2 result, one of the more embarrassing results in Anfield. Manchester City money line. I'm playing two units on it at minus 118. Competition favorites. They pick up a valuable road victory in Germany today. Even if it's 1-0, 5-1, whatever it is, I still think that the second best team in Manchester, I say as a Manchester United fan, gets it done today, and they're going to keep it rolling in this competition. This is the competition they care most about. They've been league champs, league cup champs, FA Cup champs. They want the Champions League finally. So we can start talking about them being one of the best teams in Europe. I'm going to play the Flames in regulation on the ice versus the Coyotes. Minus 128 for one unit. Backing the Flames is always a massive gamble, especially since they've been sliding recently. But I'm going to take them in regulation. I'm hoping to get the result before we see it past 60 minutes. But going with the Flames tonight on the road. I'm going to play the Clemson Tigers. Minus 3.5 versus the Syracuse Orange. This is a one-unit play. The road loss to Louisville is going to concern a lot of people with Clemson, but I still like them long-term, and I think they'll pick up a valuable win at home by about a half dozen tonight versus Syracuse. Syracuse also just got blown out by Duke at home, so now they got to go and play Clemson, who's one of the better teams in the ACC. I think they get it done, and they get back on track right away. Providence and UConn over 144.5 at minus 110. This is for 1.5 units. You can get it at 143.5 now. If it keeps trending down, I take the over. Love both offenses. Think that we see mid-70s from both of them. And UConn, while they may win, it's going to be in a shootout. I just don't love the points, which is why I'm playing the over. And then to cap it off, St. John's Red Storm, minus 2.5 versus Georgetown. The Hoyers are awful. The Red Storm are slightly less awful. So give me St. John's even on the road today. I just don't love what Patrick Ewing's doing with that program. He's not going to be there much longer, especially as they continue to lose games. So I really love that value tonight for St. John's to get it done. But thank you to everyone who tuned into the show today. We are finally back after that week away. Excited to get into the full swing of things. Got a lot more plays tomorrow as well. And so appreciate you all. We'll see you guys tomorrow for the Competitive Hedge podcast. Mm-hmm.